Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Maximum Octane. As usual, I am super excited about my guest, and why? Because I get to pick them. So today, joining me is Mr. Eric Goodnow from Andy Repair in Hazlitt, Michigan. Where is Hazlitt, Michigan, Eric? Yeah, so we're we're around all the lakes on the map. Okay. <laughs> and the <an> ocean. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh central Michigan, the capital of Lansing, Michigan, right in the center okay. of the state. So in near MSU campus, a really nice area to be in the state because we have access to uh Detroit and Grand Rapids. So we really sit really well as far as a repair shop in central Michigan. We have a lot of resources. So it's a great state to be in. So, well, that is awesome, and and I just want everybody to know how patient Eric was today because I am not where I usually record from, and at our headquarters, and so the background's a little different. It, equipment's different. The my computer blew up. Poor Eric, I kept emailing saying like ten more minutes, ten more minutes, and so he really was just wonderful. So I appreciate that and. It's always important to have backup to your backup to your backup. So luckily, when the one computer didn't work, I could plug in another one. And when that didn't, I could plug in another one. And just a daily reminder to be prepared for stuff. So you have a lot going on. And I kind of want to work this a little bit with the end game in mind, because I think a lot of times when people do things or they build their business or they buy buildings, they just are in the moment, they're hurrying up and doing things, they're looking at three feet in front of them. And then we're like, holy cow, at some point we need a succession plan. And if you start with your succession plan in mind, you have something, a, a direction that, that you're always pointing towards. So when you're doing buildings and all of this stuff, it, uh, well, doing building, buying buildings and, and all the things in your business, it's with a plan and not just in the moment. So you, you've had a lot recently, you transitioned ownership and leadership from the business from your father and had to help provide how his life was going to carry on out, out there in the real world and, and, a, and a building and all kinds of things. Do you want to just touch on that a little bit before we get to the, here's the big, the big picture? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a number, a number of years back, seven years, eight years ago, uh, shortly after we obviously joined ATI 10 years ago, we thought, well, you know, my dad was like, well, we're going to have to exit, you know, I'm going to retire, you know, so what do we do with the business? And 
so that was a main strategy for a number of years to get him, get him to that stage of his life, you know, and we started with the business succession, uh, you know, developed good surrounding uh, core value of people that were able to help uh, support a good foundation for the company. So once we built that, then we tied it into trust and in, in what your path was. Uh, and at one time, it was really, really cool to get through all that. And then we exited my dad uh, out of the business from the day to day. And we're like, yes, we made we made it through succession. <laughs> and you're awesome. like, yay! <laughs> succession know? part one, because now we know succession for you. But go yeah. ahead. So then we, you know, obviously, uh, we decided to build a new repair center and, and grow our business. So we um, we went into building this shop and and building for the future. And next thing I know, I, I, I joined a, another premium group with ATI and. And one of the KPIs was where you entered your, your succession. And my first instinct was, well, shoot, I'm at hundred percent. And then a month later, another month went by and I'm like, shoot, I just got, I built a new building. I got 10 more employees. I got people that want to move up within the company. What is their, what does their succession look like in my company? Where are they going? You know? And I'm like, Kyle, I'm back down to like 40% on my succession plan. <laughs> And so I'm like, and that was a, that was the moment right there that I told my coach and I was like, you know, what if I look at this, you know, now that I've, I'm turning to the next generation in our family repair shop, you know, how am I going to go about business from day to day? What's that going to look like? And, and that to me was like, I need to figure out where I'm going and where everything's going to be so that I don't work backwards, you know? I, I want to set that succession up and then take care of the items that I know that need to happen to, to make that happen. Right. You, you know? need a target to shoot so, at. So right. one of the things that I just think is awesome is with the last time I saw your dad, he had just got back from living on his boat or something like that. He just was having yeah. the, he's having the time yeah. of his life. And it's just so wonderful to see because a lot of times when there's a transference of either ownership or leadership, and especially in a family business, some people can't quite let go and things don't always go in the right direction. And they have to, and it was such a beautiful and powerful thing to me that your dad was just like, he could be unplugged, gone out on a boat, just living his best life now. And he had the trust and the faith and and what you had built together and then what you continue to build to not have to worry and to have confidence in letting go. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't an easy road. My road was probably easier than his was. And we thought the transition would go fairly smooth. We actually reached that day and he said, you know, I'm, I'm at retirement and he exited the business. Well, if I had any recommendations, I think I can speak on behalf of, of my father because I know him pretty well. Um, he, you know, he exited and, and he struggled. He had been around the shop so long and his love and passion of repairing vehicles. Uh, now, he had many other things to do at home, but it was just a, such a gr quick change. So if I had any any word of advice, you know, maybe try to take a smaller step when you get that, when you reach that point, maybe say, okay, 
I'm exiting, you're taking control of the business uh, and then give that person one or two job duties. Maybe it's entering the portal data and giving customers a ride home, right? You know, give them something to get that, that quick little pride and joy. And next thing you know, they're in here for an hour and then they're, they get satisfied and then they go home. Right. So just being cautious of that life change, it's a huge impacted moment. Right. So, well, I don't think a lot of people realize how their identity is so tied up in the business. And when you're doing something, it's almost like an empty nest for parents that, once your children, you know, you're, you're spent however many years taking care of your children and then they move out and it's a wonderful thing. They're moving out and doing their own thing in their life. But then it's like, what, what is the role now? Like, what do I, this, this consumed my life for 18 years now, now what? And some people really struggle with that. And so, yeah, well, you're you're probably like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I never felt like in speaking with your father though, that there was any doubts in his mind of your ability to run things that it, there was never a, a, at least outwardly that I saw any thing where he was like, gosh, I can't step away because of the business won't continue on the way it should. It, it was right. more about what do I do now? This has been me in my life for so many years, but right. I think having you there to take it over really made things better for him. He didn't have that too. He didn't have two sides where some people have to worry about the legacy and and the business going on and also their identity. So, right. Exactly. Well, awesome. So is it weird now? So you went through the succession, you, you transitioned and now you have to start building that same succession plan for you and for your next second in command and then building the backup for them and all. How, how is that going? Uh, it, it's going good. I mean, again, this was pretty top priority as far as, you know, one of my company goals and, and a personal goal uh, on top of that was, was to be not so much in the, in the day to day worrying about where, where my, where's my business, where are the cars coming from? And, but was to, to think of where the business should be or needs to be in 15 years you know, we built a building, we have a small, you know, we have a mortgage now and, you know, we have to, we have to know where we're going. So it's really exciting to know that, that we can kind of structure the path, you know, and, and put these key moments in, in, into the future, you know, and say, okay, it's much easier to find that, that either that sales number or the achievement from, you know, key staff, role, role employees, you know, if you have those monuments that you can go and pinpoint them, uh, what if they weren't there, you know, like, <laughs> you, you know, you just kind of, you're just going, mm-hmm. you're almost flying okay. blind. Right. So I, I, my opinion is that I think if I work this from the backside first on succession and then grow the business from there, I think I can impact uh, not only the company, but all the employees at a much faster rate, in my opinion. So excellent advice. And we talked about the, the transition a little bit and the adjustment for your dad, but what about for you? Because being the second in command for your dad, you are doing a lot of the things and oversight and stuff now that you're having to let go of because now you're second in command 
is is filling that role. So how did that feel for you to make your transition from second in command and to did you have any trouble or what advice do you have for people meeting? Oh yeah, we we did. I mean my second in command, you know, he's been with the company seven years, great salesperson and and just such a hard worker and he fit right in, obviously and and we kind of teamed up and said, you know, we need somebody like you to to help us get to where we're going. Right. And what are the benefits for you? And um, yeah, there was struggles along the way. I, I definitely will say that uh, it was an adjustment because just like my father and I, he was moving up into my position and, and you know, just the other day he says, man, I'm almost there. I almost got your position now, you know, cause he wants my job, you know? <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely points where you need to uh, you have discussions through day to day you know, and try to remember the good things that, that you talk about and, and even the things that you struggle with on business, you know, maybe try to analyze those things and, and talk about them, be upfront with each other on, um, you know, Hey, we, we did this wrong or I did it wrong. And, and I should have listened to the guy that was running the shop, you know, and we're definitely learning as we go. We're, we're younger. We're in our, you know, early forties, you know, so we don't know everything, but just the teamwork and we're able to flip our, our positions fairly easily if we need to, you know, if I'm out of, out of the business, I can, he can do my job and vice versa. I can, I can help him with his job and uh, just having that open relationship, you know, and go moving forward together. So uh, in talking about it, you know, like the one, you know, the one-to-ones I'm not, we're not perfect at it. You know, but when you have those conversations and you talk about, you know, what are we doing and what are we doing wrong and how can we make it better? You know, it's just a communication and just putting it out, putting it out there. Right. I love that you just brought up one on ones and the scheduled structures, because so many people, when we talk to them, they say, I don't have to do that. We have an open door policy. But when you have an open door policy, first of all, no matter how much you say that, no one wants to go in and bother you if you look busy or you look upset or you look whatever, they're, they're just not, even though they say there's an open door, right? And stuff starts to fester. But also, if it's just an open door policy and just pop in when there's something to discuss, which you should have that in addition to one-on-ones, but it, it's not with intent. Where you just mentioned when you're meeting with your second in command now, it's, you know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to grow the business? What are we doing here? How, and there's intent in the conversations. And when it's just a open door, stop by a toolbox or say hi in the morning, it doesn't give you that framework. And I think people don't take it as serious and you want to have a direction right for the time because everybody needs a return on investment for the time they're spending. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because when I built the the repair center, we we chose an open floor plan. We designed it as you know offices everywhere. I was supposed to have my office, you know, and and you know I decided to go with just took all the walls out. It's my doors open. Like I I am an employee, just like anybody else. You know, I told them in in the goal setting meeting the other day. I said, you know, I look at myself as as equal to everybody in this business you know and there a couple of them looked at me like but he's not he's the owner you know but <laughs> you know that's the thing having that open door policy is is awful nice and 
I always thought we were connecting through that openness, but you're right. It's just, we're finding that scheduling that time and, and taking the effort to actually key in on those points of business or, or, or how that employee is growing, or, you know, maybe there's something that, that I need help with and I can one-to-one with somebody. Right. So um, we're trying to do better. You know, I don't think I, that's a very, uh, Difficult topic, I think people staying on task of those one-to-ones because there's a lot going on in the repair shop every day. There is a lot. And that's why it's even more important to have those scheduled times and to make that commitment. And if there's always going to be an exception that something comes up, but you know, to make every effort to reschedule that so that person does have that time. And it's the only right. time really that anybody's guaranteed to have your undivided attention too, and, and both parties that This is, you know, in the moment what you're doing. So you talked about building now, you have a mortgage, 15 years you have. So your succession plan that you're building, what are the, some of the things that you're looking at? Cause you're saying by year 15 or whatever date it is, I need to have XXXX in place. So here's how I'm working it backwards and starting now. Right. You know, honestly, just, I kind of get the input from, where each of my employees want to take the business and, and kind of build it around them. Who's looking to stay for the long run and where can they help me and where can I help get them where they're going? But, you know, yeah, I have, I have a 15 year plan, you know, to be, I don't want to retire when I'm 55 because I'm 42. So that puts me at 15 years of 57. I don't not going to retire, but I would like to, I would like to do something else within our industry, whether it's an instructor or, you know, teaching and education in the automotive industry or auto body collision, which is my main background. Um, So that's my passion is to get that business in that 15 years uh, so that I can move on to my next endeavor. Right. So what does it look like? Again, I don't, you know, we just opened doors to our new facility three months ago. So I got a lot of open-ended questions for myself. Right. Uh, but I do know this much, like a lot of our, our key core values of our business that have been in place for a number of years and our, our mission statement, you know, our, what we value in our community, like I'm basing it all around the, what fuel, what has fueled our repair shop to become what it is today. And, and, and turn it into just to a, a much greater service center. You know, we've got a lot of cars that we're, we're more based on a repair shop. We've never been huge. And when it comes to fluid exchanges and maintenances, we've always been a lot of fleet repair, bigger corporation truck fleets and automotive broken that people call us because they know we fixed the broken cars in town. Right. So, so we have a whole nother Avenue, the marketing, aspect and the maintenance side of things that uh, I think that's where, where we're going to see our biggest growth uh, and where we would like to take the business would be fleet maintenance and and company maintenance. And and I I tell my customers, you know, if I'm sitting in the lobby, like having a, a B&I one-to-one with a B&I member, you know, and people think that a vehicle is just a vehicle, but we can do so much more for them, you know, and help them budget, you know, it's just like going to the dentist, right? You go twice a year to get 
your your teeth cared for and fixed, right? How can I help these people budget car repairs? Make let them understand, okay, you have a seven-year-old car. If if we do these things, we can save you X amount of dollars in repairs if we maintenance it. And and in turn give them a a budget so they're not when their car breaks, oh my God, where am I going to come up with three thousand dollars? You know? Right. I mean the, the the vehicle is like a whole nother part of your family. I mean, that's what gets you to that is. So it gets you to work, it gets you to the kids' sporting events. And they cost the more than my first house did. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like how can we make that easier? I guess that's what I want to take the our maintenance, and that's how my business got where it is today is is just the love and passion of caring for our customer. It wasn't about the vehicle. Anybody can repair a vehicle, you know, that's certified, you know, but taking care of that customer and showing that you care, taking the extra time to, to ask them about how their day is going or what's their future plans or, you know, where do they want, where do they want to be? You know, getting, getting to know your, your customers is, is more than half the battle of making that sale at the counter on the vehicle repair. Absolutely. And I, that's something that, that we do very, very well here. I'll pride and say that that's a game changer for us. So that's, that's what my succession is based around is what we've done so far and how can I build that even stronger and taller and better than it is today. So that's awesome. You mentioned that you have a lot of open-ended questions. What are some of the questions that business owners should be asking themselves right now when they're thinking about their succession plan? I think first and foremost is not only where you want to be, but where where does your where does your son or daughter want to be and when when they graduate and what what their what their life is going to look like. You can tie your company succession and your own trust and will in, into your kids and your family. Right. And uh, maybe you don't have kids, you know, find some, some sort of Avenue to strive after, to make it uh, the succession that you want to see, you know? Yeah. I'm not really good that uh, you kind of hit me on the spot on that question. That was a perfect, <laughs> that's a perfect answer. That's a good question to start yeah. with, right? Where, what does this succession look like? Or if you're transferring ownership yeah. or leadership, who is that going right. to be? Will it involve somebody, you know, a family member, if that's yeah. not an avenue, do, do we, do right. we look outside? So that was right. a perfect yeah, answer. Of, I have two, two very highly committed key role employees. I want to say almost everybody in my building is committed. I know that much, but two of them, I mean, they are, they are so, so helpful and they, they care so much about, about other people and in the business and in each other's families. So I, I personally, you know, I don't need all the money in the world. You know, I just want to have a, a, a fun time repairing cars with some people that I know, you know, and, and if they're successful, and they can build a good career and a good life and a good home. You know, that's my, that's what I want to strive for. Um, at the end of the day, I know if I worry about that, the, everything else will work. You know, I'll make money, <laughs> you know. I, I'm glad that you just, you mentioned that because sometimes we have conversations with business owners and they say, I, I'm making all the money I need. I don't, I don't want to grow the business or look for other avenues of, of revenue or anything. And, 
when we stop and talk to them about, you know, you might have everything you ever hoped and dreamed for and, and want, but do all of your internal customers. So maybe you have everything set away and your retirement and your whatever plans, but do all of your internal customers. Because if not, if you truly don't want any more money or don't need any more money, you know, how can we distribute that to the internal customers? So they say the same exact thing that we have everything we ever wanted or want, which I know is was something that really drives you is, is making sure that they're feeling like, and they're in the same situation you are, that they're not wanting for anything and they're all living their best life because they have the resources, whatever that is. And whether that's time with their family or financial. So. Yeah. Could be both ways. And, you know, I just would like to say that at the end of, you know, if those two employees that are highly committed that like, wouldn't it be really special if I could at the end of their, their retirement, what, what they're going to do next, you know, when they get done working at the shop, what are they left with? What, what can A and D repair provide to them? Uh, And I would love it that if we can establish some sort of, uh, you know, benefits or something that are always there for them. I mean, if they went 20 years with my company, like to me, that'd be unheard of to do something like that. Even if it's, you know, only a few hundred dollars a month or something through a life insurance or a uh, some sort of Roth IRA. I don't know what way to do it, but like that'd be really special if if a small business like like mine or anybody else in ATI or any other business, you know, like that'd be pretty pretty cool to to really take care of somebody like that that's worked so hard their their entire life. You know, well, that's one of the things with our industry. When you think about most, you know, for independent auto repair shops, there's not a pension when they put 20 years in. And one of the biggest things that I see people talking about or hear them when they retire is the cost of health insurance. And many people after they retire are going back to work part time somewhere just to cover that. So even if there was a way, you know, to to help supplement their health insurance or provide them with some piece of it later, but it, that would just be amazing to be able to do that right. for sure. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm sure, you know, take back what, you know, yeah, I do want to have a good amount of money when I retire, right? <laughs> go do whatever the, whatever I want to do. Right. Or, you know, invest it or send the kids off to college. You know, it, in my opinion, it, it should be endless, but you know, when you put your mind to something, you, you can pretty much go after and get it, you know? you know, that's how we've always operated in our family. So, so succession planning and any of that stuff, sometimes when I speak to people, it's almost like they have a set it and forget it mentality. Yeah. You know, we put together a plan and it could have been 10 years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. And they don't look at how the world is changing. The business is changing. The economy is changing. the, The workforce is changing. And, that's, that's not something like anything in our business that we can just be like, yep, I wrote that. I'm, I'm done with it. it. It doesn't need any other tweaking or me to look at it. What advice do you yeah. have for people that think that? Oh, like in regards to a process or a procedure? Like, <laughs> any of that, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always changing. I, I don't know. I'd have, you know, I'd have to ask my, my dad or anybody else that has, gone through career and life and work and you know has that did things change so quickly back back 30 years ago 20 years ago 
they probably did. And we just didn't know it. You know, we didn't think of the repercussions or the benefits of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like we said at the beginning, you know, if you think you're done with something and you're going to file away and it's going to be hunky dory for the next two weeks, it maybe it's not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it needs constant, uh, constant nurturing, it, it, just like your yeah. internal customers and, and your external right. ones. And it all needs constant nurturing. You gotta. Yeah. I think if you can put the people in place and, and delegate, the responsibilities appropriately and, and put urgency on, you know, some things are, are urgent on a day to day, like the digital vehicle inspection that happens multiple times a day. You know, what, what are we doing? It's always changing, right? It, it could change from uh, one day we're super, super busy and we have a hard time keeping up to, Oh my God, we have seven less cars today. Uh, how do we, you do the DVI differently. Just being aware of how those things change from a day to day, depending on shop flow or, or who's doing them, right? So, yep, just always being aware, I think, of uh, the most important thing you can work on at that given moment. Because any, any one of us have, I'm sure, a pile of things to work on every day. So <laughs> Not me. I don't have anything to do. I don't have to worry yeah. about Yeah, well, we can talk about, well, you had the, the <laughs> IT issue this morning, you know. We could get into uh, diagnosing uh, computers, you know, and trucks and cars and whatnot. And for sure. It's always something different. There's always something you know, different. I'm, you always have to be prepared for that that plan B. And, right. and what if this doesn't work out? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we made it through that and we were able to still connect and probably have a discussion that benefited both of us, I think, for the for our days, you know, keep to keep moving on, right, and improving. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Is, it, is, is that why you do, you know, podcasts? You, 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 what do you get out of all, all the communications and, and talk? For me, for the podcast, I, you know, made so many mistakes in business, especially when starting out. And I just, I truly, truly were blessed with a lot of wonderful people in my life that gave me advice and mentored and all. And so, I, I like people to not suffer from some of the things that I did and to also not feel alone because there's so many people we talked to in small businesses and they just feel like the world is coming down on them and nobody else understands. And, you know, all these things are happening and, and, and they feel truly alone and they're not alone because so many people are, are going out there. And I, and I love the idea of, of giving people a platform that they can share ideas to help motivate and inspire other people. Like you just mentioned about if there was something you could do, if your people were with you for 20 years, is there some kind of ongoing forever that you could take care of them? So that just sparked a whole thing in my head of what can we do? And, and, and I'm sure people listening or watching, um, because we're on YouTube now, are, are saying, "Dang, I didn't, I didn't think about that." And what would that look like in your ads? And when you're trying to attract people in, the stickiness right. and longevity, and and just it's a great thing to do, right? It's just because you're such, you know, and that's why I love speaking with you is because you're just such an incredible person that you really do think about how can I benefit benefit others. So wonderful, right? Well, I thank you so much for joining me today. Any final words you have for our listeners? No, I'm good. I mean, 
you know, like I said, I met with some other coaches earlier this week on a, on a zoom call, you know, and that was really, really special to talk about construction of our building. And, and, you know, Brian had asked me what the key takeaway was. And uh, it's just simply, while same thing I told Brian in that meeting was just find where, where you're headed and ask questions. If you don't know what you're doing and, and do your best. And I don't see where you can go wrong in my opinion. So Thank you so much. You have a fantastic day and everybody stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will be back next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane, your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can.